Hey, podcasters, this is Sherry Purdy. This is Miriam Lake, Debbie Olson, and Colby Yoder. And uh, we, today we are going to talk about the New Year's resolution of exercise and the, um, how many Americans are using that as their top resolution for the year. But before we get to that, we need to uh, get some or put out the feedback that we got. At one of our recent episodes, we had Charlotte Feckers and Rose, our therapy dog, here for um, that podcast on animal therapy. We got some fantastic feedback from our listeners out there. And I just want to give a shout out to those who gave us some uh, feedback. Chris in the Sioux City said, area said, we love Jimmy as all of our patients do. Stephanie says, Jimmy is so amazing. He's really stolen some hearts on our skilled units. And then Bobby said in feedback, this was an excellent podcast showing how therapy dogs can help people in so many ways. So just wanted to thank those, uh, that feedback from those people because we really do enjoy listening and uh, hearing from you. So please send us your feedback to podcast at mercyhealth.com or you can fill out a submission form online now at mercyone.org slash podcast. And you can find all of our episodes on there if, you're, if you haven't listened to all of them. And again, we'd love to hear from you. So let's get back to the the nitty gritty of what we're here for today. Uh, One of our favorites, obviously, because we're all from the Wellness Center and Rehab Center, and we we love to talk to and help people about, you know, exercise, their goals. And um, recently, with the New Year's resolutions, Time Magazine came out with a poll that they did, and I've actually seen several polls on what people's top resolutions were for 2020. And 50% of people said their top resolutions this year was to exercise or to start exercising. And we know within six to eight weeks of that, people generally fall off the bandwagon of that. But we want to help make sure that that doesn't happen for a lot of people out there and kind of give recommendations and talk about some of the questions they may have as they go through their resolution of exercising more. Well, I think that people get confused because there's so much out there, you know, um, there's so many fitness gyms, there's so many programs, there's fitness apps, there's virtual reality now that you can do, you can go to a gym, you can work out at home, you can um, basically find any place to go and do something, but it's, it's figuring out what works for you. Absolutely. I mean, and the thing is, what may work from for you 10 years ago may not work for you now. So to be just just to know that mindset that you might have to change it. Even what you think might work for you, you might end up hating it. And so change it up to just continuously change what may not work for you. Well, I can attest to that. Just in, uh, just the other day, uh, I've obviously been telling these ladies that I've been to uh, kick it back up here the last next couple of weeks. And that's my resolution. I've been doing it for, I don't know, the last 15 years here probably. <laughs> so, but uh I thought I could wrestle the other day in the wrestling room, and I, and I can't that good anymore. I mean, I really can't do it as good as I used to do it. But so uh, I picked up doing some running now and a few things like that. Uh, Sherry was saying just a little bit ago, I mean, something that didn't work 10 years ago, and you're going to have to look at something different. So I used to be able to lose weight. You know, I could lose 10 to 15 pounds in two weeks. Now it seems like it takes me a month to lose that type of weight. And why is that? Because you used to be a what? I used to be a wrestler. Right. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, those things all tie in together a little bit, but I, I just, I'm looking at different avenues to, to get this weight off. And, uh, you know, some of the things I could do 10 years ago, I can't do today. I got to use the elliptical a little bit more now and I use a bike and joint friendly exercises. <laughs> and I yes. got to use modern day weight cutting, th- those type of things. So, uh, you know, that's just 
the honest truth that it time changes you and you have to figure it out for yourself. I think one thing that we really want our our listeners to know too is that, you know, even though we have exercise uh, science backgrounds and we help people lose weight through exercise and recommendations of eating right, it's it's something that we have to work on ourselves. I mean, this is like Kobe said, you know, what you, what you think, well, what you do know is that you have to adjust to what your body can do. Exactly. And what your mind can do. I mean, I think I could go, we were talking today about, you know, what could you squat? Can you still squat a house like you thought you could in high school? Um, And yeah, you might mind think that, but can you actually still do that 20 years later? Yeah. I constantly have always have to remind my brain has to tell my body how old it is because my brain thinks it can still do things that I was doing when I was 25, 30 years old. And you have to be mindful of, you know, yes, we have to keep moving. We have to keep lifting weights. And not only with the exercise do you have to adjust, but you have to adjust your eating um, along with it. You know, I don't eat as much fun food as I'll call it nowadays that I did before like my little Debbie's I, I don't know when the last time was I had a little Swiss cake roll a little Debbie <laughs> I used to have those all the time I, I what the other statistic that I thought was interesting um that time came out with and then I also noticed it from the American College of Sports Medicine which for those who are listening the American College of Sports Medicine is medicine is most like our bible I mean that's kind of what we've always I mean when you go to college that's what they use for referencing frequency, duration of exercise, VO2 max, or your lung capacity to be able to breathe. And what they said was in 2018, only 23% of Americans were getting the needed cardiovascular exercise they needed to have a heart healthy, well, I'm going to say that backwards, healthy heart and cardiovascular benefits from that. So, you know, even though 50% of people are using this as the resolution, there's a lot of people out there that aren't doing enough to stay heart healthy as well. And we're not talking about just losing weight and being more lean. It's for your heart health as well for all of this. And if you don't have a good heart, you're not going to be able to move. So you got to really focus on just moving like Miriam said earlier. So let's talk about uh, duration and frequency. I think that's one of the biggest things that we get as questions. You personal trainers do too, is that how often should I exercise and how much should I add strength training to my cardiovascular uh, component of my exercise prescription? So do you guys want to talk a little bit about that? I would say, you know, to maintain a fitness level or to be active at least three days a week, but to, you know, depending on your goals, ideally you should be working out, I'm going to say five to six days a week, um, always taking a day rest is what I recommend. Your body needs recovery time. But I mean, you should be active, I'm gonna say five to six days a week. And what does active mean if people are listening? Well, define that. And that's different for different people. But I, I like the philosophy of break a sweat every day, get a little uncomfortable, it doesn't have to be impossible. But you should kind of find that threshold of Ooh, I'm getting a little uncomfortable here. Um, Finding that if you can stay there for a little bit, it's not a bad thing. Uh, I think most people don't want to get uncomfortable. They don't like sweating. They, it's difficult. It can be difficult, but it doesn't have to be impossible. And your fitness level, you kind of have to build on it. It's not like you start out the gate and you're going to go 
100%, you know, if you haven't been doing anything for a while. So you have to kind of slow, slowly build on on a, mm-hmm. on a fitness level. So, And you guys are all personal trainers. I mean, we're here not to flower things. When people have questions for us, we need to tell them the truth. And you hit it right on, you hit the nail on the head that start off slowly if you've never done anything, but be prepared to sweat a little bit. Get the brow wet. And because if you want to see results, whether cardiovascular results or leaning out or losing weight, uh, whatever it may be, you got to be prepared to sweat and be a little uncomfortable to see some benefits from it. Well, and I think these days people who have maybe never exercised um, before, depending on if you're a, a young person or an older person, that's what they have to realize, like Deb said, is to get uncomfortable. It's called exercise. It's exertion. It's not leisure size. It's not going to be comfortable. You have to get uncomfortable to make your body um, get the heart rate up. And that's what the heart's a muscle. You have to remember that and you have to work it to make it, to keep it healthy and to keep it strong. I'll just kind of touch base on what Miriam's talking about, what all Sherry and Deb are talking about. Uh, I, not only just in training, we talk about this in athletics, you got to get comfortable, comfortable being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. in anything you do. Um, from wrestling to football to training, it's, I mean, if you don't put yourself out there, make yourself somewhat uncomfortable, you're never going to find where you need to be. Because in, in working out, just like you say, at the beginning, it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. It, it gets hard, and then it gets easy. And then that's when you have to get uncomfortable again. And you got to keep building on that. I mean, everybody does that. I mean, you're going to hit a plateau in working out. It's, there's no doubt about it. And if you just stay on that plateau, you're never going to change. It's no different than any sport I've ever coached or any type of training I've ever done. If you want to stay the same, you're going to stay the same. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get better at it unless you get uncomfortable a little bit. And I I think that's why a lot of people making these resolutions and listening to this, just don't give up on yourself because you will feel uncomfortable and you're not going to see those results right away. You have to get, you know, for as as long as you've been not exercising, potentially, you have to give your body time to adjust. And one to four weeks really isn't enough. You're going to feel better mentally. Absolutely. A hundred percent. You might see some inches lost in your pants feeling better, but as far as the scale goes and all of those other things it takes a little time for the body to adjust and just like you said Kobe don't give up be prepared to feel a little uncomfortable adjust as needed um, but don't give up because that's usually with six weeks in it becomes that habit of okay I can do this yeah it has to be a habit um, but yeah it, you know there's a lag time you know we we live in a culture where we want things right now we want the easy way out and we want it immediately so that instant gratification and when you're, you know, sweating and, and doing these things and going to the gym and trying to eat right and then, oh, I, ga- I gained a pound this week. Well, that that's really discouraging. And maybe that's, you know, you're lifting more. Maybe your body's holding on to a little water. So it, it's, I always say, don't even step on the scale at first. Don't even do it. Gauge, like you said, how your clothes f- are fitting, um, how you're feeling before you go and decide yeah, this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. Give it time. You know, you you had talked about going back to the recommendations and frequency because we need to hit a, on that a little bit more. Deb, you mentioned, you know, you're, you would think five to six days of movement just to get out there, move the body, feel it, sweat a little bit. Um, the recommendations, American College of Sports Medicine, um, 
have changed in the last four years even because they constantly change. The more science and research they do, they change. And so now what they're saying is, you know, they used to say three times a week of this and for this long. It's about quality, not quantity. It's what are your goals? Do you want stronger? Do you want leaner? Do you want to lose weight? It's really about whoever's listening out there, your goals. What do you want from this? Then you set the goal and you figure out, okay, duration-wise, it's dependent on that. I mean, it's like, have you been doing anything? Start off slow, three times a week. You don't want to kill yourself right away. But if you're kind of moving around, like Deb said, five to six weeks. But it's something different for every person as far as how often, frequency, because it's what are you going to give during that time you're here. I mean, I think the quality... You know, they say you want to do 150 minutes of some kind of movement every week. That's what they recommend for moderate activity. Vigorous activity, it goes up more. It's what you're going to put into it. The more you put into it, the less you have to be there working out. So for people listening, I think what one thing I want you to take home from all this, with cardiovascular activity, it's not necessarily about coming in seven days a week and walking on a treadmill at a pace where you do not sweat because you're plateaued right there. If you want to see benefits for cardiovascular activity or, you know, endurance and weight loss, it's really about what you put into that walk or what you put into that cardiovascular activity. Um, how much you put your heart rate up to burn those calories. So frequency is all up to you and what your goals are. And if you go into your workout looking pretty and you come out looking just as pretty, then you didn't work out hard enough. You need to kick it up a little bit. That's funny because, you know, when we teach classes, we see people sweating and in their workout clothes. And sometimes when I'm outside this building at a restaurant and I see them walk in, I'm like, wow, you look awesome (laughs) because you just see them in a whole different light. Half the time, there's been times where I don't even recognize them and they don't recognize me because... They just look so great, you know, yep. and, you know, that's what you got to, I totally agree, Miriam, that you got to expect to sweat and not be at your prettiest. Right. And I think, you know, you're talking about shorter duration of workouts that are a little bit harder, like more of an interval workout. You know, if you're doing that like two to three days a week, you know, you don't have to be at the gym for an hour, but if you've got a solid 20, 30 minutes where you can do some intervals where you're, I mean, for, yes, you're, you're going to have a few minutes where you're even you're 10 minutes, a perce- research perceived shows. exertion of like an eight to a nine and you stay there for a few minutes, but then you bring it back down for a couple minutes and you do that over and over and over for 30 minutes. You've gotten in a really great workout. You've you've burned a lot of calories. You're building strength and you're done. Okay, so I'm going to stop you right there for our listeners because I loved what you just said, Deb, but I want you to explain what perceived exertion is to everybody because I don't think a lot of people understand sure. what that is. Um, per- perceived exertion, you know, if you had a scale from zero to 10, zero being, hi, I'm sitting on my couch and I'm watching Netflix <laughs> right now. It's a really good show. Um that's that's a zero. And now if you took that up to 10, 10 is an all out effort. That is a sprint. That is your maximum effort. And you probably can't stay there very long. That's mm-hmm. that's so, you know, we talk about exercise, you know, you kind of have to gauge where you're at. And as you build on your fitness level, that chart can change for you. But, you know, maybe maybe um, maybe an you know, a five is going to be like, oh, I can I'm walking at, a, at an incline and I'm kind of, you know, it's a steady walk and I don't think I could walk any faster. Maybe that's a five. You could stay there for quite some time. So you kind of have to um, figure out where that is for you 
and getting yourself into the uncomfortable levels of the eight, the nine, maybe not the 10 for too long, but staying there for 30 seconds, a minute, and then backing down again to, to recover and doing that over and over and over. And I think that makes perfect sense because most people don't know what the resting heart rate is. And so when you go into a new program and you say, uh, what's your, what's your max heart rate? They're like, I have no clue because I don't even know what my resting heart rate is. So that's a fantastic way to know how your body's doing against what you're putting it against. So I think that, and it's also known to some people as the talk test. Can you talk? Can you talk very easy? Are you not sweating, then you're probably not pushing yourself the way you could, but are you kind of panting? Are you not able to talk every single word? That's probably where you want to be if you're in the middle of your workout. Yeah. You know. And you don't want to stay very long like Deb set up in that 10, so like you're running out of your house because it's on fire. <laughs> then, yeah, you want to bring it back down just a little bit. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's called anaerobic phase. And so you've heard two terms out there maybe, and they're called aerobic phase. If you're reading magazines like Shape or, you know, whatever it's out there, you see a lot of these words and you kind of go buy them because you're not sure what they mean. There's the aerobic phase of cardiovascular activity and the anaerobic phase. What Deb talked about was the anaerobic phase, which you do want to train a little bit because you you run up the stairs to grab something. You run when it's cold to your car. Um there's times in your life where you hustle very quickly and you want your heart to be able to adapt to that quickness. That's anaerobic. You are kind of breathless, but you don't want to be there very long and you don't want to train that um, unless you're training specifically as an Olympian swimmer, but you don't want to be there very long because it's very hard on your heart as well at some point. So uh, I think that's a good, it's a good point to make too, Miriam, that that's, that's don't want to be there very long. Right. But you do want to be at a seven, eight, or nine once in a while, exactly. a little longer. <laughs> so, okay, so let's talk about another good question that I've just recently had from someone was, should I do strength training first or cardiovascular first? And what's the difference if I do cardio first versus strength training first? Is there a difference to the body? And so I think, um, I think it's a good thing to point out Again, it's up to you and your goals. And are you going to give more effort in strength training than you would cardio? But what do you guys think about that for recommendations? I think, well, different things that you've read is that you should do, you would do your warm up and then do strength training because you're going to have more um, muscle endurance to get through your lifting and then do the cardio after. But I prefer myself is to do a cardio before do my lifting and then do a cardio after but what do you think colby well i touch base on a more sports specific type of thing so i mean i gear a lot of these kids workouts to what they're going to perform or how they're going to perform uh as a wrestling coach or football coach obviously wrestling's a lot of anaerobic so i'm going to implement a lot of a lot of stuff at the same time i mean i might do some anaerobic power cleans quick and then we're going to wrestle real quick and come back and we'll just keep vice versa going back and forth trying to because wrestling wrestles in spurts so you're going to do intervals yeah pretty Mm -hmm. much intervals so we're going to go without without a lot of oxygen Mm -hmm. i mean that's how it works you're going to go hard for 30 and take a break kind of and then go again you meant 30 seconds not 30 30 minutes yeah 30 seconds (laughs) whoa Whoa. (laughs) yeah 30 seconds that's awesome so yeah i mean it kind of to me even with my clients it's kind of what they're looking for to me i mean i'm not going to set a plan for them unless 
they they tell me what they want to do i mean then i'm going to set up a workout for them that's going to help them get to where they want to be mm-hmm. i mean if they're training for a marathon i'm not going to try and train them for a hundred meter dash you know it's like one of those type of deals mm-hmm. so you're gonna have to figure out what works for them too i mean you talk about frequent frequency and duration i mean you got to find out what you're working with too i mean you might have an 80 year old lady that you want to do kind of the same workout as this 20 year old but they're going to definitely be on different ends of the spectrum right and frequency and duration well and i think too you know you go back to research is constantly showing us different things mm-hmm. from what we need to do and you know four years ago they used to say strength train first strength train first and now in just the last year and a half several organizations that know their stuff and do this research um, just basically say do what you're gonna what you're training for so like wrestling you're gonna train like in an interval setting Uh, where are you gonna put the most effort those those type of things obviously the science behind it of it all the reason the reason people say strength train first was because when you do strength training heavy lifting your muscles need to burn carbohydrates very quickly so then you go straight to the fat burning much quicker than you would do you know running on a treadmill but that's not necessarily true for people because it's about what they put in it so if you're someone that's strength training and you know you still got to go run a mile you might not give it all you got because i still got to go run a mile so really it's all about you if you're listening it's really about what you're going to put into that effort whatever you're doing strength training or cardiovascular and at the end you're going to burn just as many calories either way as long as you're giving it all you got do you agree and I, and, I, and I think we need to hit upon what Kobe said, talk about the types of training out there. Interval training, also known as Tabata or HIT, high-intensity um, training, um, steady-state training. Um, let's talk about the, the, the types that are out there. What do you guys know of that are out there as far as terms go? Be HIT, Tabata, uh, for well, interval training. Circuit weight. Tabata is one that um, we actually have in our, in one of our programs that we do, and it's basically a 32-minute workout that involves 20 seconds of an exercise and 10 seconds of rest. So it's 32 minutes in and out. You have a warm-up, your 32 workout, and then your cool-down. So a and lot. A lot there's of, no break, right? No. There can be. Depends on who's teaching it. <laughs> Ten <laughs> if they seconds. Need a break, if they Ten need a seconds. Break. So that's really a hard hit interval type class. Some people have called Tabata. Some people name their classes like that something else, like hit or boot camp. But they're using that twenty ten second rule right. type thing. So then let's talk about hit. What is hit? Well, I see hit. HIT is a high intensity interval training. So this is going to be a shorter workout than like, say, a steady state, you know, long duration workout. But it's it's intervals, kind of like I touched on earlier. I see it as inter- intervals of, um, it could be, you know, it, it depends on the duration. It could be 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes where you're at a, a higher level of perceived exertion, followed by, you know, a few minutes of taking that exertion down. Um, so that's your like active recovery and then repeating that. Do you see it that way? What yeah, I think that's what hit is. Um, and I think you can, you know, if you're talking about just if you research interval training in general, that it, 
to me, it speaks more to a cardiovascular level. It's about like, you know, you hear of interval training with running, um, cycling, aerobic activity. But interval training, I think, too, or high-intensity interval training involves um, strength and, and muscular strength, endurance, things like that, too. So it's not just aerobic, but you can throw in, you know, doing things with lifting. And so you're getting muscle mm-hmm. and cardio at the same time. And so then what would be circuit weight training? I mean, if you want to do circuits, I mean, you're going to set up multiple m- multiple exercises and rotate. That's really what a circuit is. You're going to set up, maybe you got 10 exercises and you're going to do them for 30 seconds. You're going to, and you're going to keep rotating, maybe do three rounds. Yeah. Now, whatever you want, however long you want to go. But circuit training can be set up with cardio. I mean, you could have cardio involved in it. You could have weights in it. But most people do weights in circuit training. Mm-hmm. some type of weight exercise and you're going to keep rotating through a rotation rotation pretty much for whatever duration you set up so and reps you set up for them to do so i mean that's kind of circuit training in a nutshell yeah and then then there's also the name boot camp so you hear that a lot so to me boot camp is any one of those things you can pick a tabata which is a 2010 thing or you can pick a circuit like Kobe said where it's specific you come in and you're going to do 13 reps this round or 15 reps this round 12 reps the next round Um, and then like Deb said there's the hit the high interval intensity training might incorporate strength intervals of strength and cardio I mean it's really they all pretty much do the same thing they're just called something they're a little bit different as far as duration and how long you're going to do those forms of exercise but they the goal of them is to burn fat and like Miriam said to burn fat longer after you've started to rest so when the when the workout is all done the reason these are such fantastic programs to get into or try is because you put so much effort into them that they really burn a lot of calories not only while you're doing them but that post-workout burn is there for 90 minutes longer than if you were just doing a steady state on a treadmill or a or on a cardiovascular piece of machinery. Well, and that's because the muscles use more energy to recover. So, mm-hmm. and so they're they're wanting that those carbs, and they and there's the carbs are all used up, so they just got to go to the fat, which is a good thing. Yeah, and I think and this might change the subject a little bit, but if you, if you look around and all the gyms out there, just not ours. And most classes have been going to what you want to call boot camps or hit classes or or circuit weight training. Most of them, you know, used to be just one set thing where you, you're coming in and we're doing the weights 101, you know, just learning about weights. Well, nowadays it's either, you know, we got high high intensity interval training here today or we got circuit weight training. We You got all these things, but they're kind of the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, you know, we still have our specific classes, but it seems like even in my – even in the weightlifting arena out there for sports anymore, uh, people are bringing in groups to do heavy lifting, and they're set up in a circuit pretty mm-hmm. much. Even these D1 colleges are bringing in, you got 60 people on your team. You got to get them through like a meat market. As they're just coming in <laughs> every 25 to 30 minutes. They try to get these workouts in for these guys, and they only have a, two hours during the day to do these lifts. And they're bringing them in like kind of like we're doing boot camp mm-hmm. or a, a circuit session where they bring them in. You got all these six stations set up and you're going to rotate off, off a time bell, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to try and get your reps, but it's all like you got 45 seconds to get these reps in and then bing, you're going to the next one. So you're getting both cardio and strength training in yeah. that. Yeah. So they're using that now. They're using that in colleges yeah. to do workouts. One thing that I think you said or Deb said 
was the hit, you know, high intensity interval training. The one thing I want to, I want our listeners to know is high intensity is different for everyone. So if you are someone that's older, an older adult, your intensity is going to be different than the 20 year old next to you in a class. So if when we do our classes, we do modifications of intensity. Um, pregnant women, you need to be modifying your intensity. You can still go do a hit class. You can still go do Tabata. If you're seven, we have some awesome 78 year olds in our class that work their butts off in these type of classes, but their intensity is different than a 30 year olds. And so I think I want the message to be that modifications occur in these classes all the time. And so if you're someone that thinks I could never do one of them, I've never worked out in my life. Actually, you can do these because modifications are given to you at every level of intensity from beginner to advanced. Yeah, exactly. Like if you're in class and you're like, all right, we're doing a high knee jog, you know, high knees. We're doing that for 30 seconds, all out effort. Well, for the 20 year old, yeah, she's probably going to go all out high knees. But maybe for somebody who maybe has some knee issues, maybe is an older population, that's going to be a march. You're going to always keep one foot on the floor so you can take that level down. But still, you can you can still get a good um you know, workout from that. It's just modifying it to what you're capable of doing. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And like, there's been times where we'll see pregnant women who have worked out, you know, their whole life, they get pregnant and their workout program is going to be much different than a woman who wants to start moving to be healthier for her, her baby, but they can still go to a class that just needs to be modified for their intensity. So I don't want anybody out there using that as an excuse of, oh, I could never do it because I'm 60, because we have 60-year-olds in our classes all the time that can do this. And it's just figuring out for them what modification they need to use. And I'll be honest, some 60-year-olds are way better shaped than some 20-year-olds. Oh, for sure. (laughs) So, I mean, never say never if you're listening to this. And I think a lot of it, too, is just being smarter as you age. I mean, gosh, I remember when I really started working out, probably about 25 I would beat the heck out of my body sometimes. And then for what? Like I I would. I felt like, oh, I got to, today is going to be this, this, and this. I got to run this far. And the older I get, the more I'm like, uh, no, I want my knees to feel good when I'm this age. I don't want to be able to, you know, I want to be able to do things. You know, you're, you're a little more mindful. So it's like the goal isn't to go out and punish your body. It's really to see what you're capable of. But you know, it should be a good experience and positive, not oh, I'm going to put my body through the, I'm going to punish it because I like to eat this, mm-hmm. this, and this. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think we've all done that. I mean, Kobe just said he went into the wrestling room the other day after being out of the, the room. I mean, he rest, He's a coach, but to actually wrestle with those kids at that 18-year-old, you know, against you, it's like, oh, yeah, your body's not used to that. You got to modify. <laughs> That reminds me of a story, Colby. Do you remember when we got our new um, box in the gym? The plyo box. The okay. plyo box. So it's a big box. box people jump on. And uh, <laughs> some of the, the younger people were, were doing it. And I was like, oh, man, I want to try it. So I'd go up. I went up and I was looking at it. And Colby's like, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> and my brain was telling me that, too. But, man, I'd see see Chelsea jump on it and Brett jump on it and... I wanted to jump on it so bad, but I didn't. I was just going to say, did you do it? No, <laughs> I did not. Uh, uh, fear and common sense yeah. won out. 
Well, I remember back in the day when we did steps. So if your listeners are out there and you are the Jane Fonda step people aerobics, I remember my my first time coming here, I put four steps underneath the step. And I'm 5'4". <laughs> so uh, imagine that. And I remember I was dying trying to get up off that on that step after the 20, the 40 minute class. And I, my knees hurt. I just was like, everything just wasn't right in that step class, that aerobic class. And you know what? Did I adjust? Yes. I never did it again. <laughs> I never did that four level step again. So I totally get what you're saying, Miriam. Well, what I think what we want people to take away is, first of all, you, you want to do this to keep your mind and your body healthy. That's first and foremost is every, you have to exercise. It's like sleeping and eating correctly and brushing your teeth. That's part of your routine. You need to have exercise um, to keep your, your mind and your body healthy. And it also has to be convenient. And it doesn't matter what time of day you work out, when you work out, just whatever fits into your schedule and your lifestyle. You know, you have to, but you have to make time for it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And you said the the morning versus night workouts. It's like, well, if you're not a morning person, don't come to the morning class Mm -hmm. because you surely will give more effort to the night class, you know, or at night on the treadmill too. So um, I I like what you said about the mind and the body. Any form of exercise makes you you much stronger mentally, physically in every every way. And um, Deb says this, I can't remember the term you use, but your daughter uses it too, but it's, um, don't make excuses for yourself. I mean, you're listening to this because you're interested in exercise, which means you can do it. You're, you want to know more, but don't make the excuse that you can't do it or it was too hard or I don't have time because you can. Right. There will always be excuses. Um, and I think honestly, when it comes to exercise, motivation, all of that, your body will follow it's your mind you got to convince. And so if you can get, once someone has made that up and they've made up their mind or they, they've gotten to a point where they need and they want change, they'll make it happen and your body will follow what you're doing. It won't always be easy, but once you tell yourself, hey, this is what we're doing, that's, that's what you really have to change. Kobe, what's your motivational speech as a coach to people that want to give up on the team? What would you say to them? What do you say to your clean, training clients? You know, I, I'm truly a, a lot about what works for you, and you got to find out what works for you. Now, it's like in wrestling or in football. The same, te- same techniques don't work for everybody, so we got to figure out what works for you and what makes you tick. And I've always said that I might not be the best coach, X and O's coach out there as a coach, but I, can, I understand people and I understand what makes them tick. Mm-hmm. And that's what you got to find out. And some people, like at, at the gym, I truly believe, you know, if they had a partner they could work out with, they'd be there oh, every day. Yeah. Yeah. Where if you're not a person that can do it on your own, then you need to find someone that's going to drag you to the gym. And we have some people here right at the gym themselves that if they're not coming with someone else, they're not coming. Mm-hmm. And, I, I'm, you know, I make some phone calls every morning sometimes <laughs> trying to drag people out. You know, they're just members here, and I'm trying to get them to come. I'm like, mm-hmm. You know, I'll send them video messages. It's time to get up. It's time to work out with the Yoda here. You know, just to get them. You know, I think people love to be around people that are energetic, though, and they want to be around that. That's fun for them. And maybe that's what you got to do to come to the gym. Make it fun. for. If it's fun, I always say this in sports. Like, if I can make uh, practice fun for people and they don't even know they're working out, 
are working hard. Heck, they don't even think about it. Like Deb said earlier, it's a mental thing. Yeah. People just come. They oh, hey, that forty-five minutes gone. But mm-hmm. I felt great doing it, even though they were dying. You know, those type of things. That's kind of what it to me with my clients is. I've had a lot of clients for heck, some fifteen years, and they've been coming. And obviously, I don't know if I'm doing stuff right or wrong, but freaking, they're having a good time, and they're <laughs> and we're getting fifty minutes, sixty minutes of workout in, and they're liking it. So yep. hey. They're getting some cardio in. They're getting some weights in. They're, they're yeah, moving. I, the message is great. Make it fun. Make it fun. I mean, yeah, it's not always fun. Not going to lie. Yeah. But it's fun for the majority if you can try to figure out how to make it fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we talked a lot about, you know, exercise today in general. We touched on um, hit workouts, boot camp, Tabata style, the importance of exercise duration. Touched on a lot of different things. But if you're looking for something a little more specific, go back to our second episode where we uh, talked about strength training. It's called Don't Be a Dumbbell. Um, and also a couple weeks ago, we did our New Year's resolution um, about, talked a lot about reaching your goals and different goals you might have in mind. Check those out. All right, we're going to wrap this up today. And um, thanks for listening. And if you have any feedback, please send it to podcast at mercyhealth.com. Everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening. And as always, live your best life.